Okay, everybody, you're probably wondering why I'm the one uh, doing the talking today today instead of uh, Mr. Johnson here. We kind of flipped the script, and, and uh, we, we decided it'd be fun for, for him to be the one to get interviewed um, instead of everybody else like he has been doing. So, Josh, uh, let's, let's get it started today by telling us a little, about, a little bit about yourself and your collecting background and, and uh, what led you to do Cardboard Chronicles. Sure. Yeah, my name is Josh. Um, 30 years old, uh, married, one kid. I live in uh, Phoenix, Arizona. Um, I started collecting when I was about, I don't know, probably like nine or ten, like most kids. I really I really wasn't into collecting that much as a kid. Um, I was more just like a, a basketball fan and um, a big Suns fan, being in Arizona, a Penny Hardaway fan. Uh, he was just huge, hugely popular back when I was a kid. I had my whole room was Anthony Hardaway, like, you know, posters, lockers, everything. I had tons of Penny Hardaway. And the only, like, this is the nicest card that I had as a kid. And if you, this is hoops, you know, it's probably like a $2 card or whatever, but it was probably like 10 bucks when I was a kid. And I thought that was expensive back then. So that just shows you like how low end I was back then. Um, so then uh, I also collected Pokemon cards as a kid. I collected uh, a little bit more seriously than I did basketball um, just because like the collectability of it and the playability, you know, playing the game was a lot of fun. A lot of kids in my neighborhood played it. So we did a lot of Pokemon. And then, um, so that's actually what got me back. Oddly enough, when Pokemon Go came out about, was it like two years now? I guess the game's been out for a while. When that game came out, a bunch of guys at work played and... Tried to get me to play and I avoided it for a while because I'm not a big gamer, but I ended up starting to play and then just got hooked on the nostalgia of, of the game. And then I got it back into, I started looking at, I found my old cards. That's what it was. My brother and I, we found our old Pokemon set at my at my mom's house and uh, I was just hooked to like finish the set. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not a big collector in general, but I do like completing things. I'm a completionist at heart. So I wanted to complete the set. And that, you know, that was really quick. The, the the base set for Pokemon is pretty cheap. So I completed that within a week. And then it was like, all right, time to get, time to upgrade to first edition. If you know anything about Pokemon, the there's like the regular and then there's first edition. So I started down that trail and that took, a, you know, a few months. And then I started looking at basketball cards just kind of randomly. And as you know, Michael, it just sort of like snowballs. <laughs> Started low end, picked up some fun stuff, picked up some Penny Hardaway, picked up some, some LeBron stuff. And then it started really getting, you know, picking up pretty heavily after that, picking up higher end stuff. Um, and I still do collect Pokemon a little bit, but it's mostly basketball cards right now. Uh, I did recently acquire, if there's any Pokemon nerds out there, this is, you know, the most popular one. This is about as good as it gets for Pokemon. So I completed my set of what I initially set out to do when I before I got into basketball. I finally finished the whole first edition set of Pokemon that I was after, and then so now I'm kind of I'm basically done with that. There's not really anything else I'm chasing there. It's mostly focused on basketball right now. Are are you into the the grading of those cards, the Pokemon cards? Uh, I graded all the like the first edition hollows. You know, this there's like 16 of the holographic ones from the original set. I have those all graded in. I have all eights except for like two cards, so I would like to get all eights. Those are 
way more condition sensitive than sports cards. The edges, the backs of the cards are all blue and the cards are softer and they're just like a cheaper paper. So they are super condition sensitive. So an eight is, is pretty, pretty mint for those cards. So, uh, other than that, I have just have binders. Um, I'm not big into grading, uh, Pokemon other than just the, you know, the big ones. So, so what led you to, you know, obviously Penny Hardaway was there in Phoenix for a while where you're at. Is that, is that really what gets you started collecting him specifically? No, I was big on him probably about 96 is, was probably when he started taking off like marketing wise. It was, it was honestly just like the marketing of him was really well done at the time. And there was, they marketed really well at kids, you know, little penny and like the posters and there was just a ton of, um, a ton of marketing to him. And I just got hooked on that when he came to Phoenix, I was really excited, um, uh, being a Suns fan, but not as excited, you know, as I would like to be. Cause, um, he didn't come to the Suns under the, you know, he didn't come here because it was a big time trade. It was more of, you know, the injuries and it's sort of like, it wasn't exactly what I wanted, but having him here was exciting. And uh, there was actually a game I went to when I was a kid and he was like questionable to play. And then, uh, you know, back then we didn't have, I didn't have like live updates of whether he was going to play or not. So I didn't find out until they announced the starting lineups and he actually started during the game. So I was freaking out. I was excited about that. Um, but yeah, Penny was before the Suns. It just so happened that he came to my team, and after that, I I sort of lost interest in. I had, I had lost interest in cards by that time, so there wasn't. Uh, I wasn't like collecting Penny Hardaway Suns cards or anything. Gotcha. Yeah, and he he was a uh, he was kind of fat and slow Penny at that point in time too. Yeah, I mean you know this. I don't collect a ton of the Suns Penny stuff mostly because like it just it just pains me to see like his sort of downward trend at that point. He definitely got fatter. It did. Um, one thing I was going to ask you on this, you know, for sure is, uh, is I remember when you first kind of got to collecting him and you had a very specific goal in mind was to only collect him wearing the pinstripe jersey, if yeah. I remember right. Right. Uh, so explain that to me because and, 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 I thought you were crazy, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm, I'm just really big. I'm just really um, particular about the looks of the cards and even down to the details of what they're wearing on the cards and like their, their poses on the cards and really specifics about it. And the pinstripe magic Jersey is my favorite Jersey of all time. Any sport, it's really not even close, honestly. Uh, and the magic jerseys that they started wearing in the 98, 99 season, I think they started wearing them. I mean, they still wore the pinstripes that year a little bit, or um, I don't know. They just, they're just not as good. They're just like stupid looking jerseys. I think they're really tacky and, um, they just didn't yeah. do it for me. So like the pinstripe is 10 times as nice in my opinion. So it was like kind of me being hard headed. Like I'm only going to collect pinstripes. I've since backed off on that be- just because of, you know, some of the really nice sets that he's in where he is wearing the newer jerseys. I've had to back off of that. Like, uh, like 24 karat gold. I really want that card. And you know, he's wearing the, the newer Jersey. So and I have some, like I have Duncan Go Nuts. I like that one. He's, you know, he's not wearing pinstripe. So I've definitely relaxed on that. Yeah, that that would be a, a tough challenge. That would be like me collecting heel only in the teal jersey. <laughs> yeah. Very, very difficult to do. Right. Um, so move, moving on to LeBron, I mean, that, that's, is that more of an investment for you or is that still collector Josh, you know, involved with that? No, uh, LeBron is my favorite player of all time. Um Penny Hardaway is kind of the like nostalgic '90s favorite player of all time, but LeBron for me is—he's definitely my favorite. Um, 
and I've watched him since his rookie year. I've followed him very closely. I've been a huge fan of his for a long time. Uh, my avatar at work is actually like just a picture of LeBron. So people are always like, you're not what you look like, you know, <laughs> um, and that confuses a lot of people at work, but, um, and I, I'll like defend him to the end, you know, from people I talk to, like I always stick up for LeBron. Um, I've, I've always just liked him personally. I think he's just a, a really great person. I think he does a lot for the community that goes unnoticed. Um, he's a, a great family man. He hasn't gotten in any trouble. I think he says the right things politically at the right time. Um, he is arrogant at times. I'll give him that. I will, you know, give people that, but just the way he plays as well, it kind of like shows on the court for me. He's a very unselfish player. He's a great scorer when he needs to be. That game against the Celtics in Game Six when they were down, like I still, I always watch the YouTube video of that one just because like it has the video of him at the beginning where he just like, you know, he's kind of doing like this death stare kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So he has that killer mentality as well. I just I like everything about him. And then you know, obviously he's turned into one of the greatest players of all time. You know, as I've watched him and. It's just gotten more and more exciting. So, so in regards to LeBron, I mean, in, in the card community, I mean, it's it's kind of hard to be, you know, top dog in with some of those big collectors. But where, where do you, where, where do you see yourself uh, fitting in, uh, you know, with LeBron collection, and, and maybe where you're heading with your collection? Yeah, in that's a good question. Um, I'm even more particular about what I collect from LeBron, looks wise, just because. Um, you know, I, I, I prefer the 90s stuff uh, design-wise and, and everything. So once you get into the, you know, the newer stuff of LeBron, I don't like the designs as much. So I really focus on what, you know, I like in LeBron cards. And I'm really, I'm really not worried about what everyone, you know, thinks I should have from LeBron or what, how I stack up against other LeBron collectors because I'm just going to get crushed. There's just, there's, um there's too much money out there that, you know, I don't have the resources to be able to compete and, even if I did, I, I don't think I would care to compete. There's a lot of like rookie LeBrons um, that I just, I don't even, I don't really care for. Like his SPX auto, uh, the horizontal one, and it's got like the, you know, the cut auto, the paper on it. Yeah. I don't really care to own that one. Um, I have a lot of my, you know, my favorite cards of his already. So I'm not, I'm only chasing a few more that I just have to have, you know. And after that, it'll kind of just be, you know, picking oddball cards that I find, cheaper ones, like the one that I just bought from you, Michael. Like, stuff like this is, is more fun for me. Like, it's a cleaner card. It's, you know, not nearly as expensive as Chrome. And it's him wearing, like, a Summer League jersey. It's kind of a different card. I like it a lot. So the LeBron stuff will be mostly because, you know, the financial side of it is tough. So I will, you know, find little niches here and there in what I collect. Um and you know, an investment side of things from him, it's it's been nice. Obviously, I've I've done very well. Anyone that has bought him in the last couple of years has done really well financially. But I'm not interested in selling, so um, it's mostly just like you know, like I said, finding my niche of what I what I want to find from him. Yeah, yeah, it, he has become a uh, you know a, kind of an investment dream to a lot of people just because he continues to play at a high level. So, yeah. I mean, you know, and like you said, he's a quality person and it helps for sure yeah i didn't even i didn't even touch on like his consistency for me is huge he's just like same stats every year you know consistently high level people don't give him enough scoring uh, enough credit for his scoring either like 
you know, he's not putting up 35 a night like some of these other guys, but he could. I mean, he's just he's putting up such massive numbers across the board, and his points are still very high. He's still averaging, you know, 28, 29, which is extremely high output for points. So he's just so consistent. And in 15 years, like, you're watching Wade and Carmelo, like, totally break down from the same rookie year, and LeBron's, like, still just dominating. And it just shows, you know, his, his work ethic and how much time he puts into it. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, Joshua, what you know, you, you've only been back in the card community, you know, for well, two or three years now, three years or so. What do you, what do you, what are you enjoying about the collecting cards now in the community? Um, you know, just from just from a standpoint of social media and, and sure. everything. Yeah, um, I, I think if it wasn't for the community, I would have, I probably would have stopped by now, or I would have left by now. Um, the community is what. It was what keeps me interested in it every day, and it's what uh, it's what keeps me coming back. Honestly, the, the the card part of it, you know, I came back um, pretty quiet, talking to some people here and there, just because you know I don't I didn't know anybody, um, and just sort of like hermit collecting, collecting cards for the fun of it. And then you know that sort of gets old after a while. You sort of want to. For me, I I just wanted to you know the big thing about hobbies for me is like um, finding something that I can relate to other people with. Obviously, that's like a big part of like human nature in general is finding people who, you know, agree with you and you can relate to and especially cards. It's sort of like a, you know, it's a very niche hobby and it's kind of an interesting, has an interesting thing, you know, take to it. So finding people that have the same interest in that very specific thing is, is a lot of fun because, you know, we're literally like just collecting cardboard you know rectangular pictures of people of basketball players it's a very odd thing from the outside perspective it's an odd thing but for us we don't you know talking about it like you and me and grant and everybody we don't we don't have that awkward barrier to get past it's just it's just a lot of fun to just talk about it and i text way more with my card buddies than you know my real friends just because we have like a very strong common bond um you know we don't have to there's no like BS we have to cut through. It's just like, just talk about cards, right? It's, it's an easy thing to talk about. And it's, um, it's a fun entry into the hobby. Sure. You know, a lot, a lot of, I know a lot of collectors out there, they, they kind of hide the fact that they collect, you know, from their coworkers and, and things like that. And so it's nice to not have to do that. I, I don't, I don't do that. I, they all know I collect. And yeah. They, they think, but, you know, so, so that's what you like, but you know, on the flip side, you know, you've ran into some bad deals. You came across some other things. So, what, what do you dislike about the the hobby and, and you know some of the bad things to look out for out there? Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't have a lot that I dislike. Um, sometimes, you know, stuff on blowout will will piss me off, or you know, people will rub me the wrong way. Um, but it's it's really you know what you make of it and who you choose to to interact with, like. If I find people like that, I just, I really just don't even respond or like the, the LeBron Jordan stuff is honestly like, I couldn't be more tired of that topic on blah. I, I don't, I still don't understand why people are trying to compare the two. Um, and I'm even the first one to say like, overall, I think MJ is the better player, but that's pretty much where I end the conversation. It's, it's really difficult to compare the two players, both from a, you know, their style of play and then the eras they played in, it's just really tough to compare them. So from my perspective, just just enjoy both of them. I don't, I don't really understand why you would want to get into the negative side of those two guys. Just they're the two greatest players, you know, from a um, popularity standpoint, skill-wise, like 
their draw into the sport. They're just such amazing talents that um, I just love to watch them. So that always annoys me. There's just once the season starts, you know, those threads are going to start up again. It's like, yes, Jordan was six and zero. Like those same arguments. It's like, man, we should just have like one thread where it's like, here are the stats. <laughs> here's this here's the like pros and cons of the arguments and here they are just go read that um the fakes obviously um the fake stuff is like hit me pretty hard obviously if you followed this channel you you know my some of those stories um and that's been tough even to a point where i've thought about selling out all my heart away and just focusing on lebron just because the 90s stuff like i sort of got nervous you know like hey i've hit two fakes now like it seems unlikely, but it's likely enough where I'm nervous at the odds and the possibility of it getting worse. Um, but then as I've been able to, you know, identify the fakes more and use the community to help me with that, um, like people like Brendan, um, you know, that's that's been a lot better and it's actually made it more enjoyable. You know, it's made the hunt that much harder and it's made, you know, the attention to the detail of it that much more um, intense for me. So I've tried to like flip that into a positive um, people don't like this one, but I, I just don't like prism. <laughs> I, I don't like it from the standpoint of how much attention it takes in the community overall. Like I don't, the cards are fine. I, you know, I don't care for the, you know, the million parallels of colors. I've talked about that before. I don't, I don't really care for that, but it's mostly the attention that it gets. Uh, like, you know, when prism comes out, Facebook is basically like a waste of my time when I'm scrolling through like my Facebook groups and like looking for stuff to buy it's all like nine, five prism stuff. Why anyone would want to buy a nine, five prism doesn't make sense to me. Like they're all mint coming out of packs. Like, of course they're all nine fives. It's just, it's crazy. There's so many of those cards. So overprinted that it just sort of like is a black hole of the hobby for me. And I just, it just makes me frustrated. Um, you know, that it takes away from, some of the other stuff and I get it, you know, it's, it's more popular. It's the new stuff. It's got the rookies. Um, I get all that. Um, just mostly the, you know, sort of like, like I said, like the black hole of it bothers me. Um, that was more negative things than I wanted to say, but I don't, <laughs> I've tried to make some of those positive and, you know, avoid the MJ LeBron stuff, but, uh, nothing, nothing too egregious, especially in terms of like the people I've met. I haven't met any, you know, I haven't had any, t- terrible run-ins with individuals i've had you know generally positive interactions with the community um so that's that's been enjoyable yeah yeah most most people out there they're they're just like you and i they're just wanting to collect you know it's just obviously there's a few bad apples out there but most most people they they, they genuinely want to want to just just have fun and get away from their normal lives with, with cards um so what 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 cards are you looking for? Uh, LeBron's and Penny's. You know, what, what what cards are kind of at the top of your your want list? So you don't know that I'm going to do this. I haven't told you yet because I wanted to see a reaction. But I I have had a card <laughs> at the top of my want list for probably like a year, man. It's been a long time, and I I even obtained uh, a fake of this card. I've had it. I've always wanted it. When I got the fake, I was even excited just because I didn't know it was fake. So um, and then when I found out it was fake, I was so devastated and I've just been like trying so hard to get one back. And I finally got one, uh, I think I got it two days ago. So this is the Bam. 97, 98. It's hard to get, I'm trying to get the shine in there from the light, but 97, 98, 
Metal Universe, Precious Metal Gems. This is like just a monster. I'll show you the serial number there. I don't know if you can see that. 28 out of 50. 28 out of 50. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah. Um, and this thing is 100% real. Like, I can just tell holding it, um, you know, I've gone over the logos, I've gone over the serial, the, you know, the coloring on the front, it's all legit. So I was really excited to finally, to finally pick that guy up. Um, so that was just a, a big one off the list. After that, um, you know, I got the rubies. I have a ton of stuff, man, like a ton of stuff that I've wanted. And I, uh, sometimes I'm like, you know, if a big card comes across, I almost want to like say no, just to like prolong this a little bit longer. Cause I, I feel like, <laughs> I'm getting closer to, you know, hitting everything I've ever wanted. And I, I can't believe, you know, I'm really fortunate and lucky to have come across some of this stuff. And I'm lucky, you know, financially to be able to to afford some of these things. So um, after this, it's kind of like, I feel like everything else going forward is just kind of like a bonus at this point. I, I have everything that I, you know, if I stopped collecting today, I would be thrilled with what I ended up with. I would be proud to show my son what I have growing up. Um, I feel really good about my collection right now. Um, but most of the, most of the top stuff I want right now is Penny Hardaway stuff. Like I said, the LeBron stuff, my list is sort of random. Um, but overall my number one want is the, is a LeBron card. It's 2000, I think it's 2005, 2006, um, Chiography Gold. I've, I've told a lot of people about this card. I've, you know, spread it to the masses to help me find it. I've seen, there was one on eBay like a year ago, and I just that was at the time where I was too chicken to to bid, you know, what it took to get it. And I think it sold for like seventeen hundred, and I would pay a lot more than that right now. So that's my number one overall card, which just happens to be LeBron. And if I get that, um, I'll really slow down on LeBron stuff, just because like I have all the autos. Like I have the one I really wanted when I went to national, and I told you about this one was sorry, was this guy. I I freaking love this card, man. It's freaking it's beautiful. Oh yeah, yeah. That's what's it next? Low number two, I think, isn't it? Yeah, this one's twenty three, man. Twenty three, yeah. That's, I probably Peter. over I probably overpaid at national, but like overpaying for something that you know you want that badly is not a big deal to me. So this one and the and the gold auto are were always my top two like non rookie autos that I just wanted the most. Um, so that's a little Ron one, and I. I do want like a like a, um, his rookie refractor just base. I have a black refractor. I would like a you know a standard one, a regular refractor. What else do I want from LeBron? I was initially going after every silver refractor from his rookie year until Topps Chrome stopped, and I the only things I'm missing are the silver of the rookie Topps Chrome and Bowman Chrome. Those are the only two I'm missing from that. I have all the Bowman Topps. Finest Chrome. I have all the refractors, um, so that was a fun chase, and I, I chased that at the perfect time. Those things have like really boomed since I started taking those. They're incredible, especially the 0405. That one, it's just it's insane. Yeah, I love those cards. So for Penny, my top ones right now are PMG Green. Obviously, uh, I think everyone knows that I'm going for that one. That's my avatar on Instagram. Um, shout out to Nat for you know, donating his cards. That was, that was a huge thrill for me at national. Like anyone that saw me, like, I think we went over and looked at him for a bit, but anyone that saw me, like just holding the card was just, they could just see like the joy, <laughs> the joy in my face. And the, even like the guy at golden was like, Oh, you're back <laughs> for like the fourth time. <laughs> um, so the PMG green would be huge. So if anyone has any leads on that one, let me know. 
Um, 97, 98 credentials future. Um, the now is tough. I know Grant just landed one, so he's holding it for me. Right, Grant? Um, no, just kidding. He loves that card. Um, 24 karat gold is, is a big one. Uh, 98, 99 jersey, which I have owned before and sold because I, I'm an idiot, right? So, um, <laughs> what was the other one? Help me out here. You know what I'm missing? Um, I'm you have all the rubies. You have, you have platinum medallions. You have all those, right? Yep. Um, I'm not sure what else. You, you don't have much left. You're getting down to. Yeah, it's getting down to the nitty gritty. Oh, uh, 96, 97, Legacy Row Zero. I know that one's going to pop up eventually. There's uh, yeah. you know, 150 of those. Oh, Slam Bams. I don't have Slam Bams. Grand Finale. I don't have those. Those are big. Good luck. <laughs> so uh the warp tech i know that you and john are always trying to get me to to be more excited about that card it's the non-pinstripe so it's like <laughs> i'm not as excited about it um and then some of like you know the upper deck cards that you and i have been talking about recently some of like the the 25 numbered ones the 50 those are tough um i'm just i haven't been willing to pay what what they're going for um i really want a super rave can you help me what's what what's the deal with the super rave i've wanted to talk about it like I was talking about it with a penny guy last night and like, I've never even seen one. Is that even like a real thing? So the, are, you, are you talking about the Z force super rave or, or skybox thunder? Super the rave? Skybox thunder. Um, the skybox thunder super rave is only numbered at 25. Yeah. The, those, the rave is numbered to one fifty, and the super rave is numbered to 25. Those, those cards, uh, for some reason, a lot of these cards that came out in 98, 99 during the, during the walkout season, I don't know why it's almost like they don't exist. And yeah. that is one of those sets that just, you cannot find those cards. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if you see the rave or super rave, you better jump on it. Cause you'll probably never see another one. Is there a grant Hill of those two cards? There is. I, I know, I know uh theory. Um, he's the other guy, another big grant Hill collector. He's got one of each. He's got the rave and the super rave. And you don't have either of them. I have neither one of them. Nope. Yeah, those are like almost, um, you know, like legendary at this point. It's just how like stupid hard they are to find, and they've they've been faked as well. I know, so they have. Yep, those are tough, dude. They are. Um, so I hate to circle back to the PMG Championship, which you probably don't mind, but just how, how'd you get it? Like, do you want to tell the story of how you got it, or? Um, it? I don't really want to tell the story right now, to be honest. Um, okay. the seller and I. I've been talking about possibly some other things, so I, I'm actually going to keep that one close to the vest. Um, and if you ask Grant about that card, you just like those are. Just, it's the only one I've ever seen that's real. He, you know, loves the set. and He doesn't have one, so I just, man, there's something about Penny Hardaway. He's just like really tough to find. Like I, I'm like really aggressive and and looking for some of these cards, and I'm willing to pay you know more than market on a lot of these, and I you just can't get them, which is which is what makes it so fun for me is like. If I could easily get all these cards, like, you know, what's the fun in that? And what, there's no chase. Like, I just buy them, right? So these, that's what makes the 90s so perfect for me is, like, the perfect mix of design and just the absolute scarcity and rarity of these cards is unreal. And they're just going to, like, I'm going to be a black hole of Penny Hardaway. Like, you're not going to be able to get these from me. So once I have them in my PC, and I know a lot of other guys are the same way, so over time it's just going to get harder and harder. So that's why I'm so aggressive right now. That does remind me of this guy, the lottery prize. Yeah. Yeah, that tremendously difficult card to find. 
so yeah, stupid rare cards. Like this is ones where you know other penny guys have you know asked me like, you know, this thing's like rare. Then you know the rubies and the PMGs that you have. That card is so rare. I forget what we're talking about. It's probably it's probably under ten of them that exist. I would guess. I yeah, I don't know exactly. It's similar to the Rack Pack Refractor for Hero, and those are just those those extremely rare unnumbered cards um, that just never come up. It's crazy. Some of those cards how rare they are. Yeah, totally. Um, so, so, you know, Josh, obviously you're doing you know, the cardboard chronicles. You're doing this channel um, and YouTube. What prompted you to want to? turn in from collector to, you know, uh, you know, doing interviews and kind of sharing, sharing on YouTube. Yeah, sure. Um, so like I, I'm on blow a lot. I was on blow a lot and I was on as many of the different social media sites as I could be on just because I was sort of like looking for that, you know, I was looking for the community and looking for, you know, more, um, people I could relate to and just like have a real yearning for that. Um, and I just was never getting completely satisfied with, um, I was always wanting a little bit more from the, from it. Um, and I always thought there should have been like a nice podcast. Like I know Adam had a, had a good podcast and he unfortunately has stopped it. Um, so stuff like that, I was just really digging for. And I think I even made a thread, like, does anyone have any channels that they follow? Are there, um, any podcasts out there? And another inspiration was, um, I'm, I only follow like, I think I have like three subscriptions on YouTube. I'm not a big like YouTube watcher in general, but I do follow, his name is SM Pratt. He does similar um, content to what I'm doing. He doesn't interview, but um, it's very similar. Uh, he talks a lot about like investing and it's, it's strictly Pokemon. And he does a fantastic job with that. If you're at all interested, check out his channel. It's, it's incredible. So watching him a lot kind of got me, um, you know, inspired to do my own thing. And the other side of it was like, I, my amount of like knowledge and content that I could provide was fairly limited. So I just figured like, Hey, who knows more about, you know, if I just start interviewing people, we're going to have almost infinite content. There's going to be people that like the 90s stuff like I do. There's going to be, you know, younger collectors. There's going to be vintage. There's going to be modern. There's going to be everything. Right. So it's really easy. Honestly, I just like hook up the mic and start asking questions. So it's been a lot of fun and I've gotten nothing but positive feedback from it, um, which is, you know, made me want to keep it going. And, um, you know, having people like you on that I've, you know, become closer friends with because of this has been exciting. Uh, it's helped me find more rare cards just because of the exposure. Um, it's like, I can't think of anything negative about the channel so far. I, I honestly haven't gotten any negative com comments and that's not, you know, that's not me bragging. That's just sort of me, you know, showing you like how amazing the community overall is. And I feel like the channel, my goal for the channel was to shed light onto the people itself and to show, you know, how much fun this hobby can be and how, um, trying to get more people involved and like more, you know, willing to speak about it, willing to show their cards more and, and make it more of a community than it, than it was, than I know that I felt it was. Um, so I, th I feel like my goal has been reached on that. And at this point, um, you know, I'm just anyone that wants to be on any level of collecting, you know, I know some people have been shying away because, you know, we've had some pretty, you know, big time collections on, but honestly, some of the stories from the lower end stuff are just as exciting, especially for me. So, you know, I don't want that to shy anyone away from the channel at all. I think, 
I think I people have asked me, and I, I literally just tell them like I want to speak to everybody, even if, you know, you know, unless you're like coming on to just like scream at me or <laughs> make it negative. Like other than that, you know, that might be kind of fun. I have thought about you know finding someone to like do an argument topic with, but you know we'll see if that ever <laughs> if that ever materializes. But Josh, you're right. You know, it doesn't matter what somebody collects or anything. You know, get them on here. You know, if it's low end, it doesn't matter. I mean, I've got a lot of high end stuff, but I mean, you know me, I've got tons of low end stuff. I go for everything. So yeah, you man. Know, it's, you know, I think people like myself, we we appreciate all facets of, of collecting cards. Sure. Um, and everybody that I, I had one other one other comment everybody that i bring on is like you know nervous to come on and then after they're done they're like man that was fun we just you know we just talk basketball cards so i also wanted to put that out there that it ends up being a lot more fun than you think and like i ended up talking i end up talking to everybody afterwards for a long time and it just turns into like it's just a really great hour and it's just a fun time so you know that's been a nice bonus i didn't i didn't think it'd be this much fun it is uh, anybody who it's considering doing. I got. I definitely recommend them to do it. Um. So you asked me in my interview. You said, "What's the end game?" I'm going to ask you. You know, what's what's your what's your goals for collecting? What, what where, where are you headed? You know, in the next six months, a year. You know, where, what are you looking at doing? I knew this question was coming, and I still don't have a good answer. Like I've thought about it for a day now, and I sort of asked you that question, thinking like, "Come on, dude, you should know the answer." Like I know mine, and then I th- I really think about it, and it's like I have no. I have no idea. Um, the end game, I guess, is to just have, like, I'm pretty competitive. So I guess my end game for Penny Hardaway is to have, you know, the best Penny Hardaway collection. Um, you know, it's partly competitive, partly, like, completionist, like you are. You know, you want to have everything. So I would say that's a, definitely a goal of mine, to have the best Penny Hardaway collection. That would be, you know, something I would be proud of. Um, what, you know, what the best means, I guess, you know, to me, it's the most diverse, you know, having all the cards high end, low end, mid end. So, you know, it's more than just like having all the best high end cards. Um, after that, I am pretty serious about the investing side of it. Um, you know, I've put a decent amount of money into this and it it is important to me to keep the investment side of it interesting and going. Um, but you know, I understand, you know, the market could completely tank and I, you know, I'm left with like no value at that point. That would stink, but um, I would still find joy in the cards themselves. So the end game, investment wise, is to you know still be smart about it. Um, you know, not honestly at this point, like not don't sell. So you know everything's doing so well. Long term, six to eight, it's tough because you know I I didn't think that I would get as much as I have within two years. So if I you know mathematically spread that out over like let's say twenty years, at that point like. I'm really going to run out of stuff that I'm interested in by some point. So I'm going to have to get creative and uh, maybe I'll start looking at boxes like you've done and start looking for more oddball stuff. Maybe I'll, I've always thought about doing like a Penny Hardaway and LeBron are very expensive players and that's not like the money side of it doesn't matter as much to me when I'm looking for these cards, but it would be nice to like have a side PC of a guy that's not so freaking expensive (laughs) Um, I've always wanted to do like a Steve Nash collection being a Suns guy. He's, you know, my favorite Suns player of all time. That would be fun. Um, after that, I think I would probably go after, you know, some more, um, just like iconic cards, you know, like 96, 97 Chrome refractor Kobe. Um, maybe like a nice MJ card that I don't have like a dual 
MJ Exquisite card, you know, go after some of the more iconic cards that, you know, it'd be cool to have in my PC that, um, you know, other people could recognize and, you know, you know, see the, uh, um, you know, the, the uh, what's the word? Like the wow factor, you know, of the PC itself. Yeah, it's kind of an iconic. Get it, get those icon pieces that, yeah. that people certainly recognize, you know. Yeah, draw draw more people in and I mean, I'll be honest, I'm I'm very excited to like show off my collection and I'm very active on Instagram. I like displaying my cards and I sometimes I worry that I'm, you know, too show offy with it, but um I I always encourage like other people like, you know, show me what you got, you know, I'm gonna love all of it. And then, you know, in the reverse, I love to show off what I have. It's it's a lot of fun. That's just like, like I told you, sitting at the table, the food court at the uh, National was like probably my favorite part of the show, just sitting there like showing off cards and stuff. So, um, man, that's a tough question. You know, the long-term goal, I think it's just keep buying more cards and keep having fun and stay more involved in the community. Yeah, I mean, I, I think people in general, they, they, they want to show their cards and they want to see other people's cards. And that's why we all get on social media and, and things like that and watch shows like this, you know, and it, you know, it, it, I think, I think as long as people's intentions are right and it's just a share, no problem there. Sure. Uh, I think, I think everybody will agree with that. Um, so give me, give me one, at least one crazy story on how you picked up a card or do you have any, those crazy stories? Like you, I, you asked me that and, and I, I could go on for, for days, but the, yeah, I haven't heard any of your crazy stories. I want to hear one. Um, I, I can't remember if I told this one in the Grant video, but that one was one of my favorites. I'll actually get that card out. Um, there was like a thread on Blowout about like, what's your dream card? And it was like, that was when I was still kind of new. Um, so like the, you know, the big high-end cards were sort of like, you know, arm's reach for me. I, I felt like some of those cards I would never actually obtain and I was sort of like hesitant to get involved, you know, financially into that realm. So the dream card thread was sort of like, Hey, this is kind of a fun, like I'll never get this card, but I'll just post it. It'd be cool to own it. And it was the, I'll just show it now. 9899 precious metal gems, which to this day, this is my favorite Penny Hardaway card, mostly because of this story. So I posted and I'm not even kidding you within 10 minutes of posting my response in that thread, Grant Slayton texts me. Cause we had just talked about some other Penny Hardaway stuff. He's like, dude, dream card. You want it? I found it. Or, you know, I've got a guy selling, you want it right now? And I was just sort of like, what? Um, and it's just, it felt like at that point it felt like, um, it sort of felt like fate to where, you know, I should be getting more involved in this kind of stuff. And it was just too perfect at the time. So I, you know, I texted Grant like, yeah, get it, whatever you got to do, I'll find the money. Um, and then the seller ended up being someone that I'm, I'm pretty close with now. Another Penny Hardaway collector. Um, so we, it was a really smooth deal. Honestly, it's, it, I think I had the card within like three days of posting on the thread. It was just a ridiculous, like turnaround. He had shipped it to Grant, Grant shipped it to me. And, um, he, if you know Grant, he's just like, he loves helping other people with their PCs. And he knew that, you know, this is my dream card. So, you know, why not help me get it? And that was just a really fun story for me. And it, it sort of like catapulted me into, you know, my friendship with Grant and also, um, just like seeing how awesome the community could be, you know, I, I hadn't be, ever been involved with something like that where someone had reached out and wanted to help that quickly and that like aggressively. And I thought that was just fantastic. And I, I try to do that as much as I can for other people. I am always looking out for cards. Um, you told me about that Penny Hardaway card and I just like went looking for it and found it on Instagram, like 
you know, the next day. So stuff like that. I'm trying to think of another, come up with another question while I think of another story and maybe I can <laughs> tell something at the end. Show, show us. Do you have any more cards to show us where you're kind of thinking about? I do. It? Yep. Um, cards always uh, jog your memory a little bit when you see them. That's true. You're right. I do have another story. So this one is actually my favorite overall basketball card, and not many people know this just because they assume, you know, it's my – I'll show another one later. They assume some of some of my other cards, but this is actually my favorite basketball card of all time. It's um, 2005 Topps Finest LeBron Gold Refractor, numbered to 39. It just, to me, it's like the quintessential basketball card. It just has like everything about it. It's got like the refractor. It's got the, you know, over the top gold color. It's got the unique pattern. It's got an amazing action shot. The, the refractor is on the gold itself, which I hate the, I hate the gold refractors where it's not on the gold. It's low numbered. Um, it's from, you know, LeBron was younger at the time. So it's exciting to, you know, see that era of basketball. It's just, to me, it's just like the perfect card. Um, so my buddy Nate, he's another big LeBron collector. We, you know, we sort of have like a semi-competitive nature in obtaining LeBron cards. And this one was like, he knew this one was like my top one, but he was like, we were talking about like what, what we're going to bid on it when it went up for auction. And he threw out a number and I threw out a number that was just like way higher. Cause I was sort of like borderline obsessed with getting this card. And you know, Nate just, yeah, man, you're bidding higher. That makes sense. I don't want to drive up your price. You love this card. It's yours. And he's able to get one at a later date, so that was fun. Um, I really, you know, at the time that was a special moment for me, you know, getting that card. So that's another one. I'll show off the big ones, I guess. I have a stack like this guy I showed in the last video. The red PMG is very special to me, obviously. Uh, I have a big, like, actually have a big pile of cards I'm going to send off grading tonight. I didn't send it till. Uh, I'll send, uh, you know, I've been holding on to him because I was waiting for this video, but, you know, the PMG Championship, the Rubies card, crack that one out because I'm going to do PSA, the Lottery Prize, the LeBron Auto that I showed. I'll just, like, go through quick. Oh, sorry. Season Ticket Auto, Penny Hardaway, obtained that one recently. This is just, like, a mint card that I think it will gem, so I got a LeBron card. Penny Platinum Medallion. StarQuest Gold. These are really hard to find. I got that one at National. And then, let's see. I will show a modern card. I think I asked you about Re Revolution the last set. I think Revolution does a, a really nice job. Like this one to me is just another one of those like really cool basketball cards. It's just got it's got the cool auto clean auto, the refractor, you know, the cubic pattern. It's numbered. I like this one. Um, and then I'll show. This was actually the first card I ever spent more than a hundred dollars on. I think. So I was like really nervous when I bought this. I just love the, I'm obviously a sucker for gold. This is the uh, 97, 98 Ultra Stars gold. Love that one. For a card that's won in 1,440 packs, insanely undervalued and, and certainly one of my favorites. So yep. anytime you shows one, I, I love them. Yep. I mean, obviously just because it's not serial numbered, it's not, you know, as sought after, but that doesn't bother me. Uh, 97, 98 game jersey. I'm still looking. I actually am looking for the you know the other um, the one where he's wearing the golf tee of this guy. So that's a sweet card. When I first got this one, I wasn't a big fan of the patches and the jersey cards, but this one was just you know next level. And then the last one, most people know I have this, but LeBron Ultimate. I've been saving. I I'd stopped collecting for a while just to save up for that because I I felt that that card was going to take off. And when I bought I bought it at a pretty good price at the time. I think I bought it in February, and it's definitely taken off. So. 
good choice there to snatch that one up and get that one off the list. You know, that was that's definitely my favorite uh, my favorite LeBron rookie card. So got that one. I don't have anything else to show. I that's a lot. So yeah, I mean, I mean, those are okay. You know, to show they're fine. It's, I mean, <laughs> I I've got got my box back here. I've got some other stuff, but uh, you know, these are the most special ones to me and some of my like rarest and nicest ones. I'm, I'll follow it up with one last question here. What does it feel, or how does it feel to, to uh, complete that trio of PMGs, which is might oh. be the pinnacle? I mean, I know I know the the greens on a different level. We all know that, and it's those are so hard to get. But getting that that other three is 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 huge, right? Yep, it's fan, I mean it's fantastic. Um, I'd also lump the rubies in there. I now have the three. PMGs that I've always wanted in the three rubies, um, 97, 98 rubies, 97, 98 rubies team and 98, 99 rubies. And then, um, you know, the, uh, PMG championship, the PMG red and the, uh, 98, 99. It feels great. I, th- I mean, those are a lot of those. I've only seen one copy of all of them. So I, you know, I, I have the one that I've seen, which is, you know, I'm very proud of that fact. So it, it's a really tough task. It took me, you know, two years of, pretty aggressively seeking out those six, especially like, you know, the last like six months to a year looking for those. Um, it's great. I love all of them. Those are my six favorite Penny Hardaway cards. So that's, that's, that's six pretty good ones to, uh, to enjoy. For sure. Yep. For sure. Man, that's all I've got for you, Josh. One last thing. All right. Fire away. I wanted to say thanks for, this was Michael's idea. I want to give him credit. He, uh, um, he's like, dude, let's just do, you know, I'll interview you. We'll do the reverse. You, you need a video. So I thought that was just a great idea. And I was really excited to, you know, have you step up and do that. So I appreciate, uh, appreciate you doing this. You did a great job. Oh, no, no problem. I think most of us out here that, that would be watching this video would say, we appreciate you doing the, doing the YouTube channel. So it's a lot of fun. It really is. Dude, we need to do the nineties round table. You ready for that one? I'm ready. I'm, I'm always ready for that. Like, like Burleson said, I can. I like right. to show off. We'll, we'll do it. We'll just make it like a battle royale. We'll just like put all our cards in the middle, and <laughs> we got I'm down. We got to find a way to do it in person. I feel like that would be so epic if like the four of us could get into a room and just that'd be so epic. It would be fun. Yeah, let's do it. Vegas. Let's do it. I'll do it. All right, man. Thanks. All right. Thanks, Josh. See you.